to the first episode of the Calloused Hands Podcast with your hosts, Zach Dake and Eli Breeze. How's your day going? You know, it's actually not too bad. Today's today's been easy, surprisingly. Yeah, I'm with that. It's our Friday on a Thursday. So yeah. Um When do you think blue collar work really started and where it started? How did it get its name and when did it start, you think? Okay, I feel like I feel like the name came like after it started. I feel like it started, I don't know, around eighteen hundreds. Yeah, say, we'll say about right. Eighteen seventeen hundreds. Seventeen hundreds is kind of like you see more of the farmers. Farmers was definitely that was like strictly by their hands. Yeah, I mean the most technology they had, you'd think, was probably. What a horse, hammer! Horse and mule wagons. Yeah, and like it was, everything was basically by hammer. They didn't have like the tools we do now. Yeah, like jackhammers and all that. Like it was straight hammer, just straight strength, cutting all the bricks and stuff by uh, iron saws and all that. And Jeez. that that was a lot of work. Where where do you think it started? So. When, when somebody talks about the origin of blue-collar work, everybody's mind instantly goes to early times New York City when the iron workers went on a boom. I go, personally, I go all the way back to you know, when the Egyptians started building the pyramids. That was all hand, manual labor, laying bricks, all that. You go to you know, the Roman Empire times, they were building roads, bridges, all that manual labor, minimal tools, and that's really where my mind goes when somebody says, when it started, I'd go back late Egyptians, Roman Empire, but when it boomed really, I would say 1900s in the U.S., you know, mid, uh, mid, uh, of course you would go back to ancient Egypt, old times. Like, me personally, I would have just started with, like, 1600s, 1700s, and I would have just classified farming, because that was kind of, like, the start, kind of more in the U.S. of it, but, like, farming, that's blue-collar by itself. Yeah, I agree with that, but I'm going back when it first started. Yeah, you old-timer. If we really want to go back, we could go back to Noah's Ark. True. He cut all those trees by himself, True. milled them, but we're not going that far because we're not historians. I don't. <laughs> not that old. No. <laughs> but like, I would I would only go back to farming. Farming's fine. Um, that's kind of in the U.S. That's where it got started to get popular and kind of what most people think of blue collars farming. Yeah. It's kind of a main a main piece is farming. You know, another thing that really boomed it, I don't know the exact dates of it, but the uh, U.S. interstate systems. Yes. When we started yes. building those, think about it. They were, those guys were moving. They were. I was actually kind of impressive on, yeah, it's still back then, so times of getting things done. Well, obviously longer than like today's today's society and stuff like that. You know, but with that though, I, I bet it's pretty close. Construction workers and all them, they take their times nowadays. 
Yeah, they do. Um, but, like, going on our next topic here with, like, how it got done. How, how do you feel, like, what do you think is their main point of how they actually got the things done? You know, when it first started out, I'm saying it was all manual, carrying, hammers, hand saws. Every now and then they could use some uh, livestock animals, pulling mules, stuff like that. But really until it boomed in the U.S. For, per se, it was hard manual labor, and then eventually they started getting cranes, they tra- start, They started getting that technology. Yep. You know, they... They, they started those, getting the big boy stuff. Yeah, they built those high rises off of steam powered, uh, high cranes, sky cranes. You know. Yeah, and they also back then they didn't have any safety harnesses. Nope. So like when they were building the skyscrapers back like New York, so 1900s ish, I want to say, they were they were up probably what thousands feet high. 800,000 feet high, no harness. No harness. Running around with 2,000 degree. Drinking their cup of joe. 2,000 degree <laughs> hot, red hot. Yo. Um, what are they, rivets? Yeah. And then they'd either have to smash them in with hammers because a lot of the times they couldn't get their pneumatic uh, hammers up there to uh, mushroom head those rivets. Well, they also weren't light. Yeah. Back then, nothing was light. So everything was like straight steel. Yep. So that's also another place where they worked. Yeah. So in in like the coal mines, the steel the steel fields, the I want I want to say farming as well. I don't know. I keep going back to it, but that's when you see like the railroads because that's when that started to get popular. So that yep. was also a really big transportation era. Was all the railroads? You also you still had your horseback. You had your horse buggies. With that, would you consider when they started really doing the big mining operations? As blue collar? Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because that's that was actually one of back then. Because when did that, that was that was, I would say, early nineteen hundreds. When do you think the first gold rush was in the U.S.? Late seventeen hundreds, probably. I would say probably mid seventeen mid seventeen hundreds, is when people started to find it. The boom might have been late 1700s. I'd say the boom was late 1700s to early 1800s, because yeah. think about it, like, the uh, gold rush boom of what was it, 1816 in California? Yep. That was a big one. And those guys were they practically lived underground. Yeah. You know, just hoping for that chance to hit an ingot of gold and make it big in life but a lot of them didn't a lot of them died because it was hard manual labor and they didn't have the safety technologies that they do yeah because a lot of a lot of the deaths just came from the caves collapsing that and their real only like oxygen sensor warning was they carried around little birds like canaries and stuff in cages because they would die first of carbon monoxide poisoning before we would yep because they got smaller lungs so they need they need less of it, so they're going to die sooner. Yeah. <laughs> sad to say, but it's, it's sad, true. but, you know, one little bird versus a human life, it's... But a lot of people with, with the gold rush, they... Some people just didn't care. They would work through it until they were about to pass out, and then someone would nearly have to drag them out. Yeah. 
because that, they just wanted to find that and they thought they were close to getting it. Yeah. But, so really, just to wrap up these two topics, the boom in the, like, when it started in the U.S., I would say very late 1800s to early 1900s, and it's still going now. Yep. I mean, I feel like now it's kind of died out a little, but it's de- it's definitely one of those stable jobs instead of, yeah. like, let's say, what, stockbroker? You don't know when you're going to lose your job at a stockbroker. Yeah. And then with that, too, you know, they started hundreds of years ago, and it's not going to go out. No. I mean, people will always be building houses, bridges. You need electricians, plumbers, all that. They're going to keep it some way or some form. There's going to be a blue-collar job out there. Yeah. And granted, it may, it will and most likely get easier with the development of all the technologies and new equipment oh 100 extremely light you know <laughs> hammers they're not running around with 45 pound sledgehammers anymore yep but you know that's just what it's come to and with that they're working more efficiently not as many people are getting hurt or dying and it is really working out for them oh yeah 100 percent. but you gotta think i have a feeling that like the old-fashioned hammer hammer and nail that's going to go away at some point. Oh, yeah. It's going to switch to pneumatic. Oh, it already is. Not it's, even it's pneumatic. Already, it's already started. It's all going to the battery stuff. Oh, yeah. But, you know... So, really, it all goes in a massive circle because the communication started off face-to-face conversations. And only face-to-face. And now look at it with the massive circle that went through, and now we're back to face-to-face communications because of FaceTime and Skype and Zoom and all that. Again, all the new technology. Thanks again for tuning in to the Calloused Hands Podcast, brought to you by the JHS Creative Communications class. You can tune in on your podcast streaming networks, listen, and always remember to keep your hands calloused and your money smooth. Thanks again. <laughs>